knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Titus. I'm here today with my brother Thomas and Travis. And we have a topic today that just came out of nowhere in my mind and I thought it would be a good one. It's kind of almost a funny title, What Makes a Duck Flare? But the more that I thought about it, the more I thought there's a lot of things that could make a duck flare. And sometimes it's not the case, but a lot of times it is. And so we're just going to touch on those topics today. But before we do, just want to give a big shout out to one of our partners, Yukonuba. You can be the best dog food out there, I feel, right now um, at the moment. It's just it's great dog food. Rocky's been on for several months. It's got chondroitin and glucosamine, which is very good for the joints. And I didn't tell you guys this, but Jeff um, Jeff is our regional director for our Delta Waterfowl chapter. And uh, he, he called me the other day, and he goes, I've been hearing your um, advertisement, or whatever you want to call it, on the podcast and stuff. And he said... You know, he goes, I'm a loyal person. Like, I stick with who, you know, I've been with for years. He goes, like, even with my gear, he goes, I switched everything over to um, Delta, anything that has Delta Waterfowl on it because he works from whatever. So he said, I had a real hard time switching, but I guess his dog, he said, I, I can't remember what kind of dog it was. I think it might have been Lab, but don't quote me. Anyways, he said he couldn't hardly walk, like, literally just like, like an old dog. I think he's pretty old, like nine or ten. He said he could barely walk, couldn't even go up the stairs or nothing like that. Just getting pretty bad with, I guess, joint issues. And he said, he goes, I'm, Titus, I am not kidding. He goes, I want you to shout this from the rooftops about this dog food because because it's the only thing I changed. He said, I changed to the senior version of Yukonuba. I changed to that, like that. So it probably has a little bit more of that extra of that, mm-hmm. that con- conjoining glucosamine. And I don't remember, I, boy, I should have wrote all this down, but it was a couple weeks, and he said that dog acts like there's not a single thing wrong with him. That's awesome. Yeah, he's like he said he's not limping. He's going up the stairs, and he said he was jumping up on Jeff the other day. Wow, That's that pretty... can make a lot of people happy. Oh, dude, their old hunting partner come yeah. back to life, you know? Yeah, and maybe you know, maybe not necessarily, but that I mean, like he could maybe even hunt, you know, if a dog's that bad mm-hmm. goes from that point to that. That's like, well, let alone just not be in pain. Yeah, I mean. Jeff almost seemed like he was almost getting like emotional about like he was all excited, dude. <laughs> That's so. awesome. That's very cool. He's like, man, you need to share that. And I go, dude, I do want to share that. That's good to hear just for the sake yeah. of my dog and other people's dogs yeah. when they get older, you know. So who knows if they're on it their whole life, you know. Maybe they'll extend their yeah, hunting their days, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and then last but not least, Old Town. Old Town has been awesome. They really helped us out, gave us some kayaks, and we really like them and Really appreciate those guys over there, and we're we're actually supposed to have them on 
the show here pretty soon. It's been really hard to hook up with Ryan. We just both, our schedules have been busy. just hasn't seemed to line up perfectly. But anyways, that's it for now. I want to say a big thank you to all the listeners and just let everybody know we hit 18,000 subs today on the YouTube channel. So thank you for all the support. Maybe I know not all of you guys watch the channel, but just want to say thank you to those of you who do. So let's go ahead and get started. What makes a duck flare? One of the worst, I'm not saying it's the worst thing, but it's one of the worst. I would say if you guys agree is seeing a duck flare when they're on a string coming at you. You think you got in the bag, you're getting ready to shoot, and then you see that horrible underbelly of the duck as they they flare off. There's a lot of emotions that happen <laughs> when you see that. <laughs> you're sad, you're mad, you're questioning. You're blaming other people. Yeah, you're looking you around. Moved. You moved. Who's standing up? <laughs> who moved? Who yeah. moved? I remember, I can't tell you how many times, Travis, you moved, someone moved. Who moved? Well, here's the thing. I tried to train you guys when you first started. You know what I'm saying? That's I was good, really though. hard on you. I'm glad you did. And tried to stress the importance of it and... But look at look hopefully at, it carried over. You know what I'm saying? And it, got, something <laughs> stuck with you. I mean, now I yell. Yeah, people. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, my kids. I think I traumatized them. No, nah. yeah, and, but um, look at how they are though too. They know, you know, not to move. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of pounded it in, into their heads. Just, I know. think it's because they've <laughs> seen know. a difference. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's never got really uh, hidden, you know, when when you need to be. And then seeing the difference of how the birds come in close and been successful versus always just kind of been in more in the open. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Um, I think you could. They've seen the difference themselves, so that's why they yeah you don't believe it. I was I always looked at it from the aspect of a duck's a wild creature and pretty much I mean he is he's prey. He's not a predator. He's a, he's, right. he's prey. He's trying to survive. And so he's trying to survive, mm-hmm. and so. Anything that looks, you know, out of place or, you know, doesn't look natural. I mean, if I was a wild animal and something was trying to, you know, potentially everything's trying to take your life, um, you know, anything that looks abnormal, you're going to try to, to avoid to the best of your ability. So mm-hmm. I think the more that um, you can eliminate factors that look abnormal, you know, the more successful potentially you could be. Right. Yeah. And, you know. This is a funny illustration, but it's true. <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm stupid, but have you when you go to the bathroom in the woods, are you not worried about who's <laughs> if someone's behind you or looking? <laughs> your whole mindset changes like am I in behind? <laughs> and I know that's so a stupid vulnerable. illustration. You're, you're vulnerable, but imagine, you know how an animal when you see a deer walking through the woods, her ears are does twitching, turning. Mm-hmm. They take a step, they look. You know, I know ducks aren't doing that same thing. But we don't realize how much they're looking, mm-hmm. you know, as they're coming and they're looking. That's why they do passes and then come around. Yeah. And they're looking at the decoys. They're looking at the toolies. Do they see something? I don't you know, know if you guys have seen the old, uh, I don't know if it's Disney cartoon where uh, there's this one little duck. He's out in the, in the thing, you know, and there's a decoy and it's fake and he's like making friends with it. But then these other ducks are flying over, and one of them pulls a feather out of his backside, and he drops yeah, it down, and everybody's I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they just keep flying. Yeah, on, they're like, you know? oh, we're out of here. Yeah, it <laughs> almost feels like that sometimes. No, seriously. So that if we we're we don't want to see that. It's nothing worse than seeing a duck flare. So we're gonna go over some things that we have seen make a duck flare. And I can't lie, there's times though I've seen when you're standing out in the middle of the decoys and they come right in, which it's like. How's that happen? But then you can be all hidden, 
and then the duck flares. It's just it's crazy, but we're not gonna worry about. We're just gonna go over the things that we I feel I've seen make ducks flare. That wasn't my phone that time. All right, we'll start off, and uh, I'll mention. I'll just go through guys and mention the the things, and then we'll take turns who can starts off, and we'll all join in. So first off, uh, mojos. Thomas, you want to start that one off? I think that's somewhat debatable, honestly. And you're giving Mojo but, a bad name. It's not because Mojo is the ones that first came out. So you're well, talking. Right. No, I'm talking got, about spinner wings. Some, spinners. Spinners. And, and I'm not saying <laughs> they always make a duck flare. I've no, seen I've them seen, work really I've good. Ducks right in. And, exactly. Yeah. It, it, go ahead, here's, Thomas. Here's the thing it depends on where you're at, and it depends on the ducks. And it depends on the time of year also. I think a lot of it. Like um, here, December 1st, everybody can use them. So what's everybody do? Everybody starts using them. And they work great. Sometimes they work great, you know, all all year. But for the most part, on public land where there's a lot of hunting pressure and there's a lot of hunters, you can see 50 spinning wings on the, on the refuge, you know what I mean? And after so long, these birds get used to seeing those same spinning wings and maybe they're not quite as effective. I think that, that uh, <clears throat> the system that you had earlier this season where, you know, was uh, still, <laughs> still you know, using something to that effect <laughs> seemed to work pretty effectively. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. No, it definitely does. But and that's because no one else thing is, is too, though. Yeah, that that is kind of different. Jerk string stuff. Yeah. Well, I won't give away your your Look at Look at this is what I wanted to say about it because I'm not trying to make anybody mad or irritated and I like mojos. Certain okay, times. here's the question. How many times that you were duck hunting that you pulled the mojo that you're certain that that's why ducks weren't committing? Several times. Several times. Every time? No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It's very, yeah, I think it's situational. Yeah. It's situation. It's situational. I've seen people that that have were using spinning wing decoys, and I'm over here. You know, what I'm saying I got decoys. I got calling. You know, and the birds are just dialed in, and it seems like it's mm -hmm. a magnet to them. Mm -hmm. So, right. Yeah, that's th what I'm saying. And then I didn't have one. And I'm like, man, I'm hosed. You know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying because I think it, people get a little offended about it because I know some people say. It's works. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. And a lot of people say that. And I'm not even disagreeing at all. I you watch Aiden out there, yeah. he uses it every single time mm -hmm. and he has them in the decoys. Yeah. yeah. Every what, single what, time. Something I always wondered because I haven't used one, you know, a lot is is where you place it. You know, and that'd be something to get yeah. some feedback from people like, you know, do you put it on the downwind side, upwind side, you know, how far away? A lot of times they're putting it you right know? in a kill hole. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. They're landing right, right well, on. Well, Travis, I've put it 50, 60 yards away from me because I felt like they were flaring off it. Yeah. Or, or pivoting around it, uh -huh. like looking at it, and then got in the pivot zone and then kill them right there. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't flare them. I'm just throwing that out there as a topic of it. That do does spinning wings do that? And I think yeah. there is times I feel like they just don't want to commit. But how do I know it wasn't because they seen me move, or something else was sticking right. out? Yeah. It could be. Right. Yeah. I'm not writing Mojo off or, or spinning wings at all. Not at all. It's just I feel like there's been times I feel like it has done that. But when you're using them and there's no one else around or you're using them and there's people a long ways away from you or it's earlier in the season 
when people just start using them, I feel like they work really good. I feel like they work really good for teal. Mm-hmm. I feel like they work good for mojo or for uh, shovelers. I think I just think mallards are just wary in general, so it may not even be the mojo. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's been times that I pulled it down and then got them in a cl- lot closer. Yeah. Well, sometimes, <clears throat> and like you said, we're talking more local experience. What we deal with here, yes, where exactly. we hunt. Um, Sometimes, sometimes, like you're saying, they just want to look at it. They'll mm-hmm. circle it. It draws a tent. It, it, draws it definitely them in. draws them from far away. Yeah. Once they get close, but something else you haven't really mentioned was the use of a remote. A remote, yeah. Or weather conditions, whether it was windy or it was a calm day, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, like you said, birds will just want to circle it. They'll look at it for three passes, and then they're like, "Eh, I'm out of here." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What I would just say is, hey, it's a good tool. For sure, it's a good tool. You try it out. If it helps you, then use it. If it don't, mm-hmm. and you, you're you wondering, like, why in the world are these things not committing? Everything's right. They should be coming right in. Maybe try pulling it and see what happens. I feel like I've pulled birds in a lot close, closer by jerk strings, but that is on that's on a day where there's no wind. Mm-hmm. A windy day, man, you can just suck them in. It seems like, you know, the decoys are bobbing and weaving, and mm-hmm. you can have five mojos out, and it seems like they'll pull right in. But those are the days we all want, yeah. you know, anyways. So, all right, we'll move on. Like I said, nothing against spinning <clears throat> wings. is just one of those things. It's always... That could potentially that, cause it. Yeah. All right, movement. Travis, you want to talk about this one? Start this one off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Go back to my old ways, right? Yelling at you guys, mm. or somebody's like bobbing and moving. Um, I don't know. I always look at it as like the less movement, the better. Mm. I, the, the other night, um, when I was hunting, I it was later, you know, it was the evening, and you we talked about you know you can be standing out in the middle of decoys and birds are just locked up coming in on you. And um, what I was doing is like you know it was evening, and so I noticed as I was moving, birds were coming closer, but then they'd see you and they would flare. But if you stand perfectly still. I mean, they almost land on you. So I think movement is a, is a huge factor. Um, you know, the like I said, the birds the birds are prey, and so anything that's moving that looks unnatural, I think they're gonna avoid it to the best of their ability. Um, and two, it's it's kind of hard when you're sitting there and you're trying to watch birds. You know, what I'm saying they're 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 working around you. Of course, you don't want to get get them right on top of you, you lose track and miss them. the opportunity because yeah. one of the topics we'll discuss later, you know, is always a factor. Um, when there's birds working and you're, and you're hunting mm-hmm. public public refuges, um, or can be a factor when you're hunting public refuges. So, but I think the the less you can move around, you know, what I'm saying the less you're up moving. And I don't know. I think ducks can see from a long ways away. Oh yeah, I think they can see a really long ways away. And you know, Tyus as a pilot, you've you've flown over, you know, um, probably areas and seen people out there, and and you can see them. Mm-hmm. You know, they stand out, and especially if they're moving. Mm-hmm. Any. any any wild animal you want to be as I think as yeah. still as you possibly can be to be effective. Right. And that's I've seen a lot of guys when they hunt in groups or whatever, there'll be one guy. They make sure there's only one guy watching where the bird's at while the others don't move their heads or look. You know, because I know a lot of guys talked about it as people looking up and looking and spinning and you know mm-hmm. that's I know that's a big factor too, you know. Moving your gun. Swinging your gun around. Yeah, I mean you know, I don't know if that's one of the ones you have, but obviously, I think even the the guns that have uh, you know different coatings on them to some to some degree, 
I think you can get a, a little bit of flash off of them to some mm-hmm. to some degree. Mm-hmm. Anything, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a kind of a no brainer. I mean, especially on a calm day, if there's absolutely no movement, uh, it's it's gonna you're gonna stand out big time. If you're the only thing moving, that's what's gonna draw the bird's eye. You know, that's why a lot of times you'll use something to put movement in your decoy spread, so the birds will be focusing on on that. So. That's uh, definitely a big, big... Uh, so that can be good movement, and that can be bad movement. Yep, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> All right, next one, calling. And I put too loud, bad calling, just calling, sometimes, it, and over calling. So those are really four di- totally different things, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of start with that one. Um, one thing, and I'll talk about the too loud... Um, It's hard to kind of say this because I know like when you hear see rafts of birds and I got some footage of it on my camera and it's pretty neat to watch. You can birds are probably like four or five hundred yards away and they're in a big raft of all mallards and they're just bah, bah, bah. you just hear all these different hands just I mean they're just singing, you know. But then there's times when we know there's little pockets of mallards, and I'm kind of more referring to mallards, to be honest with you, but they are really quiet. They don't hardly call. They just, you know, like the drakes do. It's almost like they know they got to stay low. They just got to stay quiet and sneak into their little holes they want. And they don't really call very loud. They may not quack at all. Like the hens may not call at all. I've seen that. Yeah. And um, so I know there's times for it because I know guys, some like guys like power calling. I talked to Greg Uker the other day. I seen him at Say Martin. He's, I'm a power caller. I, everything <laughs> I tell them, you get over here right now. <laughs> I just laugh and I'm like, yeah. I mean, and and that works sometimes. I've seen Travis turn birds that were, they look like they're a mile away, just power calling, just hammer timing. So there's obvious times for that. But then there's times when they're, if they're, and I'm not, I guess I shouldn't give a scenario, but there's just times I've just done light quacks as light as I can. It's kind of tough, Sue. So you got to have good control. And they're not always perfect quacks, but just a light quack, quack. Yeah, I think bit. I tend to do that. The closer the bird gets, yeah. is to tone it down and mm-hmm. you know, just try to sound like a, a duck sitting out there, just kind of quacking and you know. But if you just, hail call them and they're already sixty yards away coming at you, <laughs> probably gonna, you might flare them. You might not though. I've seen it too. Yeah, I've called, been calling hard, and didn't know there was a mallard right mm-hmm. there, and they never. Even and even I think it's keep on coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen birds like you know, look like they're coming to you. Um, you call one time and maybe not loud or just whatever, you know. Yeah. And they just turn and they they leave. And I've had other times when the duck literally, until I pull the trigger, I'm I'm quacking at All that the way. duck, and it's yeah. just it's it's something. And you can almost see it. And it's, I'm referring to mallards. It's like mm-hmm. they'll lock onto that point, and you just want to keep them their attention, and you can see they're coming. You know what I'm saying? But they make break a little bit. You hit the call, and they just boom, they come right back mm-hmm. on a, on a yeah. string for you. So. It, and I've, I've seen it where you call sometimes, and they're pretty far away. And I mean, as soon as you hit that call, they're whoo, they're yeah. flaring out. Yeah, they're, they're like, on. Yeah. I guess they didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. pintails. I've seen pintails do that, yeah. and you know, maybe not. I don't so know. Much the the, the like more that. I've hunted, the more I think that pintails hate pintail calls, widgeon hate widgeon calls. I know. Huh? And till don't even know what a till call is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> seems I don't like know. it. Yeah. So too loud can be something that flares birds. <laughs> Bad calling. I I put that down, but honestly, I don't really know. Because I've seen people do horrible calling and still kill birds. So does it really matter? Does it really flare birds, bad calling? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm not even going to say it does. I've heard, yeah. 
I've, <laughs> I've sounded bad before. Really bad yeah, yeah, like, that sounds, yeah, yeah, and I'm talking about myself too. Yeah. So I don't know if that really does flutter birds. It's yeah. just a topic. I think yeah. it's situational. I mean, I, I think that you know it can be a, an effective tool, and it can I be definitely don't think if you're detrimental tool. If you're not a, ch- a championship caller, that oh, yeah, you won't we're be able far to kill from birds. that. That's for um, sure. No. I mean, is calling essential? No, Ask it's situational. That. Is it essential though? I would say no. All right, then you leave your duck calls at home, and no. I'll bring mine. No, see, I <laughs> no, I enjoy calling, and yeah. I think it definitely can help. But it's I wouldn't say it's essential. I think you'll get. I think you will get more birds in. Absolutely. With calling. Absolutely. When you say essential to what? Essential to killing one bird or four? <laughs> right. No, I, 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 I don't even I'm know s- if it was making <clears throat> how much that would make a difference. I know people that don't call at all and they kill birds. Yeah. But would they have more opportunities if they called? Right. I don't know. Uh-huh. But the thing is, if if <laughs> I think bad calling in general all around can cause a lot more damage than no calling. That's for sure. Good. You know what I mean? Like you said, too loud, bad, just calling too much, over calling, whatever it is, I think that can be worse than not calling at all. Yeah, I, and I try to think of it from a duck's point of view. Sometimes you see, you know, a bird flying over, and what does everybody do? Call. They call to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like everybody and loud. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, you know, if the bird's been shot at a few times, you know, he's heard that came into it. And yeah, shot he's at. eighty yards high, yeah. and then people start yeah. cracking at him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm not coming down to that. So, mm-hmm. um, and really, again, I don't know. Situational. We're going off of hunting on a refuge because mm-hmm. yeah. you can hear everybody. All in a circle around you calling. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we all do when we. In fact, yeah. sometimes you don't. You don't even have to watch for birds. You can sit there and have your head down, look at your phone, just wait till you hear someone calling, and then yeah. you know there's a bird, bird coming. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but Literally. see, some of where these other guys hunt, that's not Mm-mm. the case at all. You gotta no. keep your. No, absolutely open. not. There's not enough people. Yeah, there's literally like no one there. Yeah, you know, and okay, and see, in that kind of situation, I would say that calling is a lot more critical. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to and let them know you're there, like you, oh, right, okay. right, okay. So what we're talking is like when we hunted out of state, like in Kansas, Nebraska, or even Washington. You know, it's it's more. Um, it's not like the grasslands where we hunt here. It's kind of a bigger area. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but you definitely need something to let birds. Hey, I'm over here. I'm right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas. Like our local spots, um, these birds are going to be in and around this refuge, anyways. Do you know? You know what I mean? Like they're hanging out there day and night, pretty they're much. In the closed zone. They they're, go back and forth. Yeah, they're in the closed zone. Yeah. they'll come over to the refuge. They'll go back. They'll just they're just messing around in this general area. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. That's just my take on it. I would definitely say, um, like Washington, Kansas. I feel like you wouldn't do as well with without a call. I agree. Yeah, because and here there's overcalling on a lot of our right. refuge, and only overcalling because there's overpopulated amount. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's it's a over, lot. Of, it's overhunted. It's a dense. It's a small area for a lot of people. Right. And 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 they still do good. Yeah. So like, but say say a refuge. What do you think one of our local refuges is that we hunt here? Like talking acreage. Or or even a mile, you think it's a mile long well, and a mile wide. Some of them are three hundred acres. Right. Some are eight hundred. And some you are... could have 
You I could was. have what? 50 to 100 guys on that? Mm-hmm. Now, you put 50 to 100 guys on that little spot right there where you could go back east or up north somewhere and maybe have, you know, 20 guys in a couple miles. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. completely different. I mean, there. I think there is a, a tendency to have you know, a higher concentration of hunters in an area. I don't know. I haven't really hunted out of state. The only place I've been was, was Washington. But there it was more, a little bit more spread out mm-hmm. and not as many people in such a, a small yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. All right, let's we move on. We got too deep into that one. <laughs> Maybe. That's a good topic, though. All right, let's move on to decoys. Um this is probably one of my just my weird things, and I didn't think about this, but I put shiny or wet or no movement, which no movement's a big one, but let's just, um, I don't know. Travis, you want to kind of start that one as far as can decoys make a duck flare in those situations like wet decoys? Because, you know, people use flocking. Yeah. Or people, and most people just throw the decoys out there. You know what I mean? Do you think the I duck of today is smarter than the duck of the past? And the reason I ask that is, if you look at, I, you know, you look from where duck hunting came from, the right? De- what the decoys, what used the to decoys look like. used to look uh-huh. like? You know, they were made of wood. They, they're, they're, you see, some of them they're shiny. Yeah, the paint jobs on them shiny. They put lacquer all over them. Um, I have some old uh, Victor decoys that were like a hard plastic decoy. What are those? Those are styrofoam, um, foam, those, right? Those are old herders, herders, and they're a little bit more dull. You know what I'm saying? They're more of a yeah. dull finish, but. I have some uh, Victor decoys um, that they're hard plastic, and they, those things are shiny. But obviously, people killed birds mm-hmm. using those things, mm-hmm. and now you got all this high definition feather detail, right. flocked heads, you know. And um, maybe there was more birds back then. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't alive back in the '60s and '50s, you know. Um, maybe I, there was more. I've heard birds. a lot of old timers say that they think the birds are smarter. Then, and I'm talking about old, like older yeah, guys in their 80s. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't either. I don't know. I'm just saying. I they hear seen him say a lot that. more. But I, I mean, I think the more nowadays, I think the more realistic you can, you can your decoys look, uh, the more movement you can impart to your spread. The more you can make it look like natural live ducks. I think the more successful that you can be. I've um, sat around and walked around and set the decoys in the water instead of just chuck them. I don't think it's ever made a difference with the water yeah. on them. Yeah, versus, you know. Yeah. It's psychological. It is. <laughs> superstitious. It totally is. You know what I'm saying? Duck hunters are so superstitious, dude. <laughs> yeah. Some are more than others. Well, I, I'm saying I've tried it. You're trying everything, dude. You're trying to be yeah. successful. Your, so your, your ratio of you know, certain decoy to another Jeez, decoy. This one is, I would what say, species. I would say most duck hunters are always trying to figure out a mm-hmm. way to be better. To have an edge. To have an edge over the other guy. And I think, like I said, I don't know. Squat. But this is just my opinion. I think that our hunting here is so competitive that that's kind of driven all this yeah, extra these, stuff. These things. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I don't I don't know because like you know what I'm saying, people I, I've been hunting in other areas, so I don't know what their competition's like, you know, Mississippi versus Kansas versus mm-hmm. Nebraska versus California. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Um I know that people use different techniques in different areas to, to pull birds in, and some things work in some areas that don't work in others. I can only I can only basically tell you what what here. You know what I'm saying? I think I overdo it a lot of times, but like you said, you're you're there's the competitions there, so you're trying to get the edge, like Tom said. Yeah. Because I think a lot of, and I don't know this, I'm assuming. So that's 
worth nothing pretty much. But I think people think we probably overdo it a lot that are from other areas because they do the same thing every time and they kill birds. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, though. Mm-hmm. There's places that constantly, like, there's some states I'm like, man, I feel bad for those guys because every time anybody's from these certain states, they just don't seem like they have a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's just probably just let's fly away. There's not a good area for birds. But yeah. I think Thomas Nell in the head, a competition makes you have to try to get a little bit more creative. Creative. Or, yeah, I don't know. You know? But and no two, movement two, no I, movement on your decoys is definitely gonna flare birds. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't now that that I don't care what anybody says. You have stale dead decoys <laughs> sitting out there, the water's like glass. Yeah, and they look they'll like statues. Me, they're gonna come into a certain range, but then they're gonna be like, nah, yeah. I'm out. Live ducks move, they quack, they yeah. they, they dabble, mm-hmm. they do you, why know, do you swim? think they always go to all the coots? Mm-hmm. There's movement. Yeah. And of course I am talking on the calm. And if anybody has any no idea how to pull those pintails out of the stratosphere when they're up there half a mile high. I'd be happy to, to so take any advice you can give are open. me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, I that one. I might skip that one uh, unless you have something to say about faces. But we'll move on to uh, shooting in surrounding areas. That will Thomas, you want to jump on that one about making ducks flare? Sure. Um, like you said, we're talking kind of more local here too. Um, you know, it's very frustrating. We've had it happen to us a lot of times where um, birds will be working and, you know, you're getting excited. They're getting closer, closer. You're thinking you're going to be able to get a shot off. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 a couple shots will go off. And all li- immediately when that happens, the birds will go up at least 10 yards, 20 yards. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's an immediate reaction. Yeah. You know, and. That doesn't necessarily mean they won't work back down, but most more times than not, there's just there can be too much shooting, and um, it just is definitely more difficult to get birds to work in close. I I was noticing that we were out Saturday, you and I and and Taylor, um, were out there, and there were some birds. They were way up there. I mean, they weren't. You couldn't have hit them with a with a you know a three hundred Weatherby mag, and somebody shot, and those birds. That high even mm-hmm. flared. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Definitely. And this goes on. This goes on for months. Yeah. And th- there's nothing. So what do I you don't know. That's that the most frustrating to. thing to me in the world is when, like you said, you know, you got these birds working, you know, maybe they, they made yeah. two passes and you're like, okay, the next pass, they're, they're going to be right here and we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to drop them and somebody will fire, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Those birds have flared, flared and are, and are gone. They're not yep. coming back down. No. You know, they're scared half to death. It does. Um, it does happen in other states too, though, because mm-hmm. I'm sure it happens everywhere. When I was with, yeah, everybody gets and it's, it's, it's unavoidable. Is, it's, it's part of it's yeah, part of hunting. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure we do that to people. You oh, know what I mean? oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's just kind of like you said, part of the un- game. Unavoidable. We when we were in Kansas, um, Elliot was getting frustrated. Well, we really all were. It was when me, Elliot, and George hunted together, and these guys came in on a boat. They were a couple hundred yards away. They were coming in on top of us. Kind of said some stuff. They moved out farther. But yeah, they we had several birds working, and then boom, they shot. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, they're plenty far away. Just yeah, it's part of the game. It is what it is. It is yep. it literally that's the best. Yep. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we'll come back to this next one here in a second. I'll let you do that one, Tom's. But uh, talking um, that one, the wolf flutter birds, I hundred percent believe is just just that's making noise. 
It is when you hunt with people that don't. I'm hunting with people that don't care, and they're kind of loud. And I'll I'll bring this in two scenarios. One, other people that are by you where they're super loud, mm-hmm. super obnoxious, and there's a difference between like the other day that guy north of us shot. They shot a band, dude. I don't. You can hoop and holler all you yeah. want. I don't blame him for that, dude. You shoot no. a band, yeah. But when you're out there, here's a bird. Here's a bird, and you're 200 yards away, and I can hear you saying that. Yeah. You know, hey. It ain't affecting me, I guess, because it's the bird coming into you. You're going to flare them. But, like, talk loud. When you're hunting with people that are super loud, you know, it. I believe it does flare birds. And the people forget ducks have ears. Yeah. <laughs> ducks have ears. And I think sound carries further over water. It does. You know? Yeah, because don't you feel you've been out there hunting sometimes, you're like, these guys got to be right on top of us. They're 50 yards away. Or they're setting up their decoys and you, you hear them. It sounds like they're right there. It sounds like they're like... Good gracious, they're right on top yeah, of Yeah, and you go you around know? the toolies and they're like 150 yards. You're like, whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, water, sound voices carry pretty crazy yeah. over water. So I believe talking is definitely something that has and can and will flare birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you wonder how yeah, far you, a duck can actually hear. Yeah. I don't know. You know, what's the range? Um, you're hunting someplace, you know what I'm saying? Maybe there's a, a closed zone. You know, close to you, and you can hear you can hear birds out there. You know, whistling, quacking. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like even pintails, you know what I'm saying like super high. That's true. And yeah. you hear that sound, and you're like, "Where are they pretty... at?" And you look up, and they're like so high, they look like so little think about ants us. crossing the sky. Yeah. I mean, does does our voices sound like that to uh, them? Are they mm-hmm. that loud? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other day know. we were like, "Dude, you know how loud those pintails are." Yeah. And you look, you look up, and they're like a couple hundred yards up. Yeah. Like man, they sound like they're right there, mm-hmm. and they're not. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the one you wrote because this was some of these are ones you wrote, Thomas. But the people walking around. Yeah. So, um, I think that just kind of comes in with common sense. Like, seems like some guys they'll just uh, they'll just jack around and just mess around. Like, let's say um, they're picking they're picking up and packing out, or setting up or adjusting whatever it is. Or just in general hunting, you know, when you're outside the blind, um, like how frustrating is that to be, you know what I mean? Okay, let's say somebody's outside the blind and some birds come in. Well, that's a missed opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, where we're at, guys can actually do that to others as far as, you know, I understand you're packing up whatever, but some people just... They'll just walk around. They'll be yelling. They'll just, just kind of nonchalant, like nothing really matters. Mm. And it really don't if it's a slow time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all bird dependent. But let's say, you know, it's it's uh, birds are still up and around or birds are working. That's just kind of a common sense thing, um, to just not be walking around or being loud. You know, it's that that's kind of being considerate of your fellow hunters. Or maybe jump shooting in the middle of the day when everybody else is sitting on the thing and you're just walking around looking for birds and yeah, just you know what I'm saying. Not like, very oh, good etiquette. Let me tour the refuge and just walk right by somebody's spot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I don't know. That definitely dips into etiquette, kind of poor etiquette, you know? Because we've talked about I I've talked not we I have talked about doing a cute shoot, but it, it's never gonna happen pretty much because yeah, I can't go. I'm not gonna walk around the refuge blasting coots. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. There's guys out there hunting. I'm not going to do two, that. And two, they got birds working in the thing where exactly. people shoot and they flare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to be really happy if you're shooting at coots and they got right. you know, birds working no, them. <laughs> if I'm the only guy in the whole refuge, yeah, maybe go ahead and round and have some fun. Because I know that guys, there's guys that do that, and it, it definitely would be very frustrating for sure. But even even guys, and this is, again, part of the game, but guys walking out on the levees to leave, they're done for the day. They're in. I mean, they ain't doing nothing wrong. They're leaving. They're walking out. You know, mm-hmm. they're done for the day. Mm-hmm. But that definitely that can flare birds too. So you're like, okay, you're looking at your watch like this can be ten minutes before we can really get any action because yeah. birds aren't going to work right now. I think the thing is just when you see people just you know they, they they've got their stuff out of the pond and they just stand there on the bank just you know just, just talking. Look, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, why can't you walk and talk and you know, especially if there's birds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not just stand there and. I guess look around, you know. Right, totally. Yeah. All right. So the next thing is, I don't remember who wrote this one down, but um, shiny objects. Firm believer. Yeah. Kind of a no-brainer too, right? Yeah. I mean, anything that reflects. We've actually talked about that before. Um, sunglasses. Honey, sunglasses. <laughs> hunting with it. <the, laughs> uh, yeah. See, hey. he's. He's all worked up, probably. He probably never said nothing. But in Washington, I'm we sure. were, he probably was just hating that. Oh, this was the other day I had glasses on. Oh, too. he was mad? Yeah, probably. No, I, no, I wasn't mad. He probably you know was. I'm well, not mad, but I bet you he was thinking. I'm not as anal as I used to be, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, because before, it's like, you know, if somebody had like a... Do you think that affected it the other day? <laughs> you know He's what? hesitating. You can, I don't care. Go ahead. Here's the thing. I would say, if you think that something could potentially flare something... Go stand outside on a sunny day, and have somebody stand back and and look at you, and you know move around, move move around and see if that reflects. You know what I'm saying? See if what you have reflects. Uh-huh. Um, because like I said, no, I, agree. I, th- I think they're looking for anything. No, I agree. I mean, well, I even, yeah, you, know, you, you don't even think. And, and this is just, I mean, it is what it is. But even hats like you know, like that Nebraska <clears throat> hat with the with the right. the back of it, that that stuff. I think that reflects sun to a certain extent, yeah, and yeah, it depends on the angle. That the ducks are coming from, yeah. where the sun's at, certain things I think can reflect. Like, I mean, I'd prefer a hat that was like solid, like that one, that the gray one up there, you know, with yeah. with no with no sh- nothing sheen. shiny, no yeah. sheen on, no shininess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, people's hair, mm-hmm. like the other day when you and I were out there, and, and I went on the backside of where Skin. we were at, and and um, like the sun was hitting your hair and Talon's hair, and of course it was hit my hair from, but from my angle, from the angle I was at, I could see. The reflection off of hair, even yeah, yeah, you no, know what I'm saying. Agree. And right. I don't know. I just, I mean, you can get as anal as you want about that. And you for know? people that don't really know, we hunt in grasslands where we're basically in tules, so we don't have a lot of overhead cover. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a blind, as well, oh, this is all irrelevant. Yeah. This is all irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, in two cloudy days versus other right. days, you know, mm-hmm. GoPros days, GoPros. I honestly think hurts. The shininess of them, yeah. Now is it? Now we get birds close with GoPros also, but does it help or hurt? It definitely don't help. But I, I don't, I don't know. It definitely has a potential to shine. Yeah, the little glass, and yeah. it's only a just couple the same inches. as the sunglasses. Just yeah. the same as sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I don't know. You can get away <laughs> with it. You can have. It depends if you're in shadow and right. you get no reflection. Yeah, like the there's other no day, reflection. Like the other day, we were in shadows basically the whole time. Birds were flying. Yeah. 
So it just it just depends. Phil Robertson and all those Duck Commander boys, they all take black can of flat spray paint. They just have it in their bag. And then they, they see and I obviously I, I'm not talking about spraying a GoPro or spraying your sunglasses, but like they're super anal about that too. Like if they cut branches or limbs to, you know, um make cover. Oh, where the, the, end, where the, the fresh, end, the fresh, where the part? fresh cut yeah. is, and it's white. They spray that with black. Like they're <laughs> yeah. so. If anybody, uh, if, whenever I think I'm a little crazy, I'm like, yeah. okay, we're not yeah. the only ones that do. You're you're looking for anything. Yeah. I mean, if if you're a hunter, a yeah. hunter, yeah, you're hunting for prey. You're a predator. You want to do whatever you can do. Now, like Thomas said, putting a GoPro on that is not definitely. If it was life or death, and you were starving. You'd be proud. You wouldn't be worried about a dumb camera yeah. on top of your head. Mm-hmm. You'd be eliminating every single thing. Yeah, you know, maybe taking a bath in mud and letting it dry on you, or you know what I mean. <laughs> Go John J. Rambo. Style. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Take a bath in charcoal. <laughs> Ducks might smell you. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I think, and sometimes people don't think about it. You know, even like when we've talked about, you know. Uh, a, a face mask or face paint just to reduce the glare off of your mm-hmm. face. I mean, I even I even think sometimes like, hey, I wish there was something that would stick on my hands. Which a lot of people put face paint on their hands too. Yeah, but usually, dude, it, by the time it's done, it's off. But you'm know saying like, because because I move my hands when I when I call. Right, right. You'm know saying and that that mm-hmm. that movement. I don't know. Yeah, I, your calls are shiny too. Yeah, yeah, with the the bright <laughs> colors. Yeah, that's why you can't have like shiny duck calls. They'd be all flat. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, that's but why. listen, here, there's some some. And I've noticed this probably since last year, especially when I started videoing. Uh-huh. I'm like, I haven't seen nobody yet, any duck hunter, really pay a lot of attention to the front of their neck and the back of their neck. The whiteness of now, it. Now, I know you wear a hood. Yeah. You can go ahead and throw your hood on, Thomas and I. He got it first, but he's got that Sitka. What's the name of that shirt? Um, the mid or the um, lightweight, lightweight core, core light- hoodie. Okay. That thing's awesome because it can co- it'll cover up your ears. And your head, your back of your neck, and it's a face mask. So basically, it covers the front of your neck, where your Adam's apple is, and the back. So it's really good. I don't like calling through it, but I do like wearing it because it really covers all that bright skin up. But this last couple of videos, my face looks good. My ears, I put it even on my ears, but my front of my neck looks like a light beacon. <laughs> Seriously, it looks like... I'm uh-huh. like, dude, that... Why am I putting face or paint on my face? I'm almost wasting time. If I'm gonna do that, I need to put it on my neck too. Yeah. Cause it. Did you notice? Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. It's I like hate that. my ears covered though. I cannot stand. No, my I ears agree. Covered. You can, but you. I mean, I'm saying like sometimes. But the we, thing is though that that thing is so thin. Oh yeah, no. Really can hear. No, it's awesome, it's, Travis. Yeah, it's amazing. But still, don't. Oh, I guess it does get the front of your neck if you put the the face mask up. It actually zips up and it covers your neck. So really, that thing actually covers everything you need. Cause then you can wear your hat too on top of that, so your forehead's covered. It, it's it's pretty good. Only thing is, do you call through it? Sometimes See, I don't like calling through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it kind of restricts a little just bit. Cut a hole in it. Oh, <laughs> no, it's it's you too could thin. actually. It's so thin you wouldn't need to. You don't really, really? need to, and it's too easy to just pull down a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah, great. but yeah, I don't know. Like either I I almost would be tempted to cut a little hole in it for that. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but just have them make I think, one. I think you could, you could if you just them. do it a couple times, you'd be fine with calling through it. I did. I don't like it. It's just too. Just practice something with in between. It. Just practice. I don't want to smell that junk. Then it's all wet 
like yeah, it is, and spot. it has that wet feeling on it because you've been blown through it. But anyways, it's just I just brought that up because and also there's some face paints that are shiny. Yeah, like and the I, one and Travis I, had on the other day was it shiny? <laughs> yeah, was that like glow? Glare, just kidding. Like glass. Mm. See yourself in it? No. no, there's a face paint. I'm not gonna say that. Man, I don't want to. What kind of face paint look. was that? Mm, the one that I had. Yeah, you don't have to call anybody out. I don't. I don't remember. There's a brand I have. I just use it once. I never used it again. It was a big rave for a little bit. It's like a, um like a canvas paint. You just like a. Well, I'm just not gonna say. But it, it literally, when it dries, you can see yourself in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's black paint, yeah. but I mean, it is shiny. It's like a mirror, really. Everybody that wears it, I'm just like Ugh. reflex. Not that even it may not even matter, but I'm just saying it's super shiny. Whereas when you put that other stuff, I have it's just like flat, super flat looking. Mm-hmm. But anyways, beard oil. Did you talk about that? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, be- I don't use beard no oil. No beard oil. <laughs> this poor thing. That thing needs shine. It, That'll shine. It's crunchy, dude. It needs a little <laughs> love and care in it. That's I think it stopped growing. Poor little beard. I told Tra- I Some told, miracle grow. I told Thomas. I said I think it's reached its stopping point. I don't think it's grown <laughs> much anymore. But anyways. um well, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. Appreciate you listening, and appreciate you guys. If you don't mind, give us a rating and review on iTunes if that's what you're listening through. And uh, I was really shocked because we a lot of um, reviews and ratings came in kind of while we haven't been uploading a lot. So, be honest with you, for a newer podcast, it's pretty cool. And I know that's thanks, thank, thanks to some other podcasts that have helped put us out there. I really appreciate that. And also just the YouTube channel pushing people towards. I haven't hardly done it this this season at all in the videos. But anyways, if you guys haven't, we do have a YouTube channel. It's called Mid-Valley Mercenaries. Check it out on YouTube. Um, a lot of duck hunting and review videos and stuff like that. I think you would enjoy it if you haven't already checked it out. Appreciate everybody's support again. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.